You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We give you glory. Amen. Amen. Sometimes when God wants to speak, you need to make sure that you are not distracted. Okay, distraction is very, very common in our day and in our age. In fact, we live in a world of distraction right now. Many people can't even concentrate on what God is saying. Some people can't even concentrate to read their Bible. Can't, can't focus for more than 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, yeah, the attention span has reduced significantly. And so because of that, people can't listen to messages that are more than 20 minutes. And yet they want to grow up and take nations. What, what's wrong with you? How are you going to do that? If you don't have stamina in God's presence, where will you get stamina? Is it in the face of adversity? Is it in the face of the enemy? <laughs> if you can't stand in his presence, I'm telling you there are things you cannot take on in life. I believe social media is good, but it has its downside. Because, you know, it's so addictive that you can't even... You can't even pray without checking Facebook. As you are praying, notifications. <laughs> you know, you know, I've silenced notifications. I don't want notifications on my phone. I don't. Why? Because sometimes when you you are at that point, I re I, ex I realize sometimes even when I'm praying and I'm, it's like I'm hitting certain levels. Then, boom! Somebody is trying to call me. For what? It can wait. Hallelujah. Say it can wait. Yes, it can wait. So, I just want to encourage you to fight. Fight for focus. Do you understand? Fight to be able to maintain your focus on what God is saying. What God is showing. And you need to hear clearly. You need to be able to fine tune. So that you can hear God. Because sometimes life has a way of drowning your capacity to hear. Life has a way of drowning your capacity to stay in his presence. Life has a way of drowning your capacity just to be still and know that he is God. So because of that, you find many Christians that don't know anymore if God is God. So I pray that the Lord will help you. Because the year has come to an end. And as we wrap up this year, as we wrap up this year, I want us to
understand that the end is very significant. All right? The, 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 the way you end is important. Yeah, the way you end is important. Most times, people begin, January is the most motivated month of the year. Did you know that? The gyms will be full. I mean, the gym has been phoning me, phoning me. I refuse to pick those calls. They are calling, calling, nonstop. I'm sure they have some special deals. And I'm, I can guarantee you, from the second, there will be no parking space in the gyms around town. Why? People are motivated. I'm going to keep fit. My goals this year. Huh? But let me show you a scripture. <laughs> Look at Ecclesiastes. Hey. God is good. Say God is good. Hallelujah. Has God been good to you? Okay. Look at verse 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8. Okay. It says the end of a thing is better than its beginning. <laughs> the end of a thing is better than its beginning. So I'm not impressed with January. Now, I'm not saying that January, <laughs> it has its place. How you begin matters. But you see, the Bible is telling us, you need to know what is better. If God says that the end of a thing is better than its beginning. You need to pay attention to that. So that's why I'm saying the end of the year, the way you end is better than how you begun. And what I found is that many people, what happens is that many people, um, towards the end, they just lose caution. Yeah, we're celebrating, you know. Just drive anyhow. Just enjoy. And no wonder more lives are taken at the end than at the beginning. Are you fine? Yeah. Why they did? They've, they've lost it. Towards the end, that's the time you need to be more sober. You need to be more sober at the end because it's a strategic moment. It's a tr stra strategic moment and you need to pay attention. You need to pay attention to what goes on. You need to pay attention to that. So he says better is the end of a thing than its beginning. Then he says, the patient spirit is better than the, the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Why is the patient in spirit better? Because he's patient enough to wait till the end. You see, he's patient enough to wait till the end. God is speaking to us or God has spoken to us. God has declared certain things to us. And some people are like, when is it going to happen? Please. You see, 
That is a proud spirit. That is a, a proud spirit. A patient spirit says, God has spoken. I don't care how long, I wait. That's a patient spirit. And that spirit is better. Alright? That spirit is better. So, by the end of the year now, God is looking at the hearts of many believers. And many believers are like, God, the year has come to an end. You haven't yet done this for me. You haven't yet done this. This has not yet happened. And guess what? Their attitude changes. That's a proud spirit. That's a proud spirit. They're positioning themselves to lose out on what God is about to do. You see, so the patient spirit is important. You need, you need, to, you need to pay attention. You know, pay attention to people who are patient. Don't think that they don't know what they are doing. Don't think that they are not smart because they are patient. Don't think that, oh, this person is, 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 is not smart. This person is just, you know, whatever I, people say. Don't, don't, don't undermine that because the Bible makes it very clear to us that the patient spirit is better. He that believeth shall not make haste. Is that what the Bible says? Yeah. He that believeth shall not make haste. So if you are walking in faith, one of the things about faith is true faith has the ability to finish strong. Finish strong. That's why you found that in a marathon. Have you, how many people have watched marathons on, on TV? Do you, do, you, do you notice the beginning, the start? You notice the crowd at the start of the marathon. Ooh, yeah. Even the pregnant men. <laughs> yeah. The pregnant men, you know. You know, some men have six packs, some have one pack. So the, 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 the pregnant men would one pack. And, and everyone, you know, everyone is there ready to, come on, kill this thing. Just don't be impressed by the start. Touch someone and say, don't be impressed by the start. Be patient, wait for the end. <laughs> yeah, wait for the end. It's at the end we will know who is who. Okay. That's when we know who is who. It's not the time. I don't care how many promises you make. Let's wait till the end of the journey. Then we will see if you are a man of your words or not. Oh, pastor, I promise, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I've, I've, I've seen it over and over again. There are some people that don't make any promise. But they deliver. Some other people, they make promises very quick. When they feel anointed, oh. The Lord is telling me. I remember one guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Years ago, this, this guy, I never forget he, he came in from another country, you know? So, met him at Santon, the hotel there, walking out. 
And I was with Pastor Sam, we're talking, and this guy calls me aside. He's like, he had something important to tell me. He said to me, man of God, God has spoken to me. I said, hey, this must be serious. This one that he took me aside to the corner, it must be a serious matter, right? He said, God has spoken to me. I said, oh, all right, okay. What did he say? He says, God is he, he wants me to give you a key that will unlock the city. Okay. What is it? He said, radio. Go and find out how much it costs. I want to pay for it. Kola Baba. How many people know that that's a good time to speak in tongues? You know? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, that, and before then, God had spoken to me about radio ministry. So it's like, I mean, this is confirmation, you know? Up till today. <laughs> Up till today, I'm waiting. Hey! So who was it that spoke? Was it God? If it was God... And he's okay being disobedient. I don't understand. But it could be God. It might just be his imagination. It might just be, you know, a brain wave. Maybe he had a brain wave and then, you know. And it's fine if you have a brain wave, but follow through, right? But no. I tried to connect, tried to reach him, tried to. One day I bumped into him at the airport, international airport. Ah! You know. I need your number. I need your number. I gave him my number. And, you know, I'll contact you. I'll contact you. Up till today. So, tell someone, I'm not impressed with the beginning. I'm waiting for the end. Hallelujah. Amen. So, and, and you need to understand the nature of God. And I'm, I'm going to link this, what, 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 I'm, what I'm sharing, with certain characteristics of God. So you see how God operates. So, from the beginning, when God made man, and put man in the garden, right? Do you know that God had already seen the end of humanity before he began? You remember that in Revelation it tells us that the Lamb of God was slain before what? The foundation of the world. So the Lamb of God, the issue of salvation and the redemption of man was finished before God began. So when you make a promise... If you want to be like God, be the kind of person that when you make a promise, you have already seen the end. So it doesn't matter what you face along the way. You fight to make it happen. That's why the Bible says that, you know, it's fools that make vows and don't, you know, fulfill those vows. Right? The end is important to God. And we want to be like his children, made in his image, after his likeness. 
Alright? So don't be too excited that you make a promise and then you get excited that you forget it. Manage <laughs> your emotions. And uh, if you're in cloud nine, you come down because you still have to walk on the ground. You know? So you, you can be in cloud nine, but from cloud nine, you come down where the rubber hits the road. Things have to go on. So you have to, you have to make sure you, you are able to finish whatever it is you start. Cultivate the discipline of always finishing. Always finishing what you start. The enemy will fight you to break whatever it is you start so that you don't finish it. You know, I give an example that many of you are guilty of. You start reading books. How many people? By the time you read two chapters, ah, to finish the book is a problem. Yeah, I know some books I wish were not written. Yeah, so if it's a book that you don't want, yeah, that maybe maybe it's not meant for you. Okay, let put it, let's put it that way. That book was not meant for you. So you started and you, you discovered it's not for you. But it's a book that you really like. It's a book that will really change your life. You started, why not finish it? Come on, touch someone and say, please be a finisher. Okay? So you need the finishing anointing. Come on. Tell, 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 tell your neighbor, say, you need the finishing anointing. So whatever it is you begin, you need to be able to finish. Finish whatever it is you begin. So that's why I'm not impressed that you read the foreword of the book. I'm not impressed that you read the introduction of the book. I'm not impressed that you read chapter 1 of the book. Finish it. Finish it. Okay? It's a good discipline. It's a good discipline. Start it and finish it. And I know we're all guilty here. Or is there someone you, you, you've never started a book you didn't finish? You always finish. Give me five. That's why you're a PhD. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, that's a special grace. That's good. That's a good, that's a good discipline. Please, after the service, you need to go to Adrian. If you have a problem finishing. Yeah. So, but it's, a, it's, you know, as simple as that is, if you take that principle and begin to translate it and apply it to every aspect of life, I'm telling you, you'll be amazed at what God will do in and through your life. That's why people don't honor relationships. They begin and then they abort it. God is still warming up to do what he's about to do. But before he has finished, you have put a full stop. So because of that, you're not able to enjoy the things that God had in mind to do. So may God help us to finish. All right? So I call this message the finishing 
anointing or finishing power or even finishing glory. Hallelujah. Yeah, finishing glory. There's a kind of glory that you get at the end. So when it's not those that start the marathon that get the glory. You get my point. The glory is for those who finish. It's for those who finish. And I want you to know that there are things God has started in your life. And God is not like man that will start and not finish. Okay? God is not like man that will start a thing and will not finish it. Look at Philippians. Let's look at Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, I love to, I love to pray this prayer, uh, this scripture rather, and I love to declare it. I love to declare it over people's lives. Why? Because I realize that God is constantly working. God is constantly working, but many times we, because we don't see everything, we think that God is not at work. All right. This is Paul talking in Philippians chapter 1. He says in verse 3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. In other words, they started from the first day they've been working until now. From the first day until now. Hello. From the first day until now. They have sustained. They have sustained their walk with God. They have sustained their stamina with God. From the first day until now. There are many of us, we've started from the first day until now. We are still walking with the Lord. But there are some of us from the first day, uh, by a few days later, you decided to take a break. And then by some act of grace, you are back on track. Please, from the first day, huh? from the first day to the end, maintain your conviction. Maintain your vision. Maintain your pursuit. Are you following me? In your walk with God. It doesn't matter what you face. Don't be distracted. For God's sake. You, you are running the race. Imagine someone running the marathon. And then somebody is brying. <laughs> somebody is brying by the corner. And this bry, he puts a sign. This bry is open to everyone. And you are running. You want to finish this marathon. And you see this bry. And you decide to take a break to go and have a bath. After you finish eating that meat. <laughs> God help you if you finish the race. <laughs> yeah, if you even remember that, that you were running a race. If you remember that there's a finishing line. You see, so that's what happens to many of us. We start well. But then the enemy sets a bri on the side. He knows what you like. He knows the kind of meat you like. He knows the aroma you like. And he makes sure that this bri master is from out of this world. 
And so, as you're eating, I mean, as they're eating, you have an invitation. So you now come, join, and guess what? You've forgotten that you were actually on a race. You're actually on a race. And there are many people that started the year with God powerfully. But they've taken a detour and they're busy brying. The race is still on. <laughs> but they're brying. <laughs> you see? So Paul is, Paul is praying and he's thanking God for these people. From the first day, huh? From the first day until now, these people are constantly in fellowship. Then look at verse 6. Key verse. He says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you, he who begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. That's my confidence. That God who has started with me will not let me go. People might have given up on me, but God has not given up on me. Are you following me? People might have written you off. God has not written you off. Your situation might have, you know, things have told you that. No! You're out of the race. But God is saying, you're not out. Maybe you just stumbled in the race. Haven't you seen people? In marathons, people fall. They get up. And guess what? They continue. They continue. They don't just say, oh, I fell. So I guess I might as well call it quits. Maybe it's not God's will for me to run this race. They don't think like that. They don't think like that. But why is it that we think like that in our Christian walk? Why is it that we think like that sometimes in our, you know, in our divine pursuits? Why do we think like that? God is not like that. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it. I think it's the King James Version. The authorized King James says, I'm confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will be faithful. Huh? Is it the King James or the NIV? Will be faithful to complete it. So God is not unfaithful. He's not the one that dropped the ball. He never drops the ball. We are the ones. It's man that drops the ball. But God doesn't. God doesn't. Hallelujah. If you want the finishing glory to manifest in your life, because there is a glory that is waiting for the end of this year to manifest. In somebody's life. Amen. I said there is a glory. So if you can sustain your faith. Till the, till the last. Till the end. Till the very end. 
you will, you will experience His glory. You will experience His glory. It's Ecclesiastes, the same Ecclesiastes we read, chapter 7. It says something there in verse 1. It says, a good name is better than precious ointment. And the day of death than the day of one's birth. <laughs> Hello? The day of death is better than the day of one's birth. Did you ever think of that? Did you ever think that the day of your death is actually better than the day you were born? In God's scheme of things. Pastor, how is that possible? I'll tell you. It's not complicated. Very simple. Touch someone says it's very simple. Very simple. Yeah. The day you were born, there was celebration. But there's a way you can live your life. There's a way you can live your life. That the day you die, there will be greater celebration. And I give you an example. When Jesus was born, we celebrated Christmas not long ago, right? Hey, all the Christmas carols are way in a manger. Huh? And all those songs, everybody celebrating. And I could imagine how it was for Mary and Joseph, their first baby. Celebration. Okay? This miracle birth. Wow. What a great day. Angels were even singing. Angels appearing to shepherds at night. And they see they singing in heaven. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. So, there was celebration at his birth. But I have news for you. His death. <laughs> was a greater celebration. When he said, it is From Adam to the last person on earth, salvation is now available. You see? So this, the, the, the celebration in heaven, the celebration for eternity, for the rest of eternity, we will still be celebrating his resurrection. His death and resurrection. More than his birth. Hallelujah. Yeah, because his birth does not have the kind of glory that his resurrection has. Yeah. Yeah. He had no nail-pierced hands at his birth. Even though there are some funny writings about Jesus, his birth is some fiction that they different people cook up things. But listen, his birth was a great day for humanity. But his death and his resurrection, that was, a great, that was greater. So, you see, it's so simple to understand 
how the death of a person can be better than the birth of the person. So there is a finishing glory. Say there is a finishing glory. Yeah. That's what I want. Let, let that come upon your life. As you're finishing this year, say, Lord, let the finishing glory come upon me. Let it come upon my life. Let it rest upon me. The finishing glory. Not just celebrating birth. It's great to celebrate that. But it's greater to celebrate. Let me give you another example. How many people know, you've heard of Ryan Hadbonke, the evangelist? Huh? <laughs> Have you noticed how the whole world, Christian world, is celebrating his death? When he was born, how many people knew him? How many people celebrated? Maybe his family. And maybe family friends. That's all. But his death is far greater. Hallelujah. So that is finishing glory. That's what I'm talking about. It's a finishing glory that God wants to release over your life. So each time, and this finishing glory is not just for the time you die. You know, it's a principle. You just, don't, you just need to understand that when God starts something, by time is getting to the climax and to, to finish it, there is a glory that comes. There's a glory that comes with whatever God is finishing. That's just what I want you to understand. There's always a glory. That's why we move from glory to glory. The birth of Jesus, there was glory that came. It's that glory that the, uh, the wise men from the east saw. That was, it was the glory that led them. The star that they saw. There's a glory at birth, but there's a greater glory at the end. So, you might be starting something. Hmm? The reason why some people cannot be entrepreneurs is because they don't have that kind of... <laughs> they don't have that kind of, um, you know, patience. Ah. I started this. Hey, it's been how many years now? I think we better drop it. Let me go back to the safety of... I believe there are some people that are called to be in the safety of, you know, nine to five. But there are some people that, look, the glory of your life is not in nine to five. <laughs> you see? So no matter how they try, they, 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 they just cannot break into certain glories. But there are challenges. There are tests. There are you know, your faith will be tested. Your, your conviction will be tested. Your, your patience will be tested. Your vision will be tested. Everything will be tested and tried. 
That's why people, you, you're a student and you, 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 you're studying things like, like, oh my God, it's getting too tough now. No, 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 no. Just maintain that because there's a finishing glory. Do you get my point? Yeah. When you, when you began, there was celebration. Oh, I got admission. And, you know, matriculated and oh my God, it's awesome, awesome. But at the end, there's a finishing glory. There's a finishing glory. So you endure. Come on. It says, it's he that endures to the end that shall be saved. Yeah. So there's some teachings that make you understand or make people think that you just need to start with Christ and then you are finished. Hmm? But my Bible says, it's he that endures to the end that shall be saved. So because of that, the devil has introduced a doctrine of once saved, always saved. And so people think because they came out and then they made a public profession, a one-time profession, and now their eternity is sealed. There's nothing that anybody can do. No matter what, they're heaven bound. They will be shocked at the end of their lives to discover that they've believed a lie. Once saved, always saved is not a biblical doctrine. It's not a biblical teaching. It's a doctrine of hell that is meant to rob you of the finishing glory. Hallelujah. So you need to continue with God from the first day. Continue to the very end. Continue to the time you're dying. So continue with those studies. Continue to burn the midnight oil. Continue. It's okay. It's okay to give up the bride and stay on course. Hallelujah. It's okay. It's okay. You won't die. Hello. You're not going to die. Just because you went past the bride and you didn't stop. You won't die. After that, you will have many brides. So endure to the end. You want the finishing glory. It's the glory that is awaiting you. Hallelujah. And then you'll see that practice. This principle was, was applied by Jesus himself. If you look at Hebrews. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12. You know that scripture, right? Hebrews chapter 12. And let's read verse 1. You see, he says, Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, and what? Finisher. Can you see? So God, he doesn't just begin. He finishes. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured. Come on. You see, better is the patient spirit. For the joy set before him. What was that joy? The glory. The finishing glory. And that finishing glory is you and I. So he endured the ridicule. He endured the, the humiliations. 
He endured the persecution. He endured the pain of death. He endured all of that. Why? Because he was looking at the finishing glory. Many times we lose sight of the finishing glory. That's why we don't, we don't continue. That's why we give up. There's no way you will give up if you are constantly seeing the finishing glory. You won't give up. You might stumble, but you get up and continue. You might twist your ankle, but you still try. I saw one, I saw one, um, one movie. This guy, I'm sure some of you have seen it before. This guy was running, running, and he fell. He was leading, and he fell. But he got up. He was the last, but he still continued. And his father ran, ran from the audience and was supporting him. And he was struggling. And he finished. And guess what? The world is celebrating him for finishing. Not for starting. You don't get celebrated for starting. You get celebrated for finishing. There is a finishing glory waiting for you. It's a finishing glory waiting for you. So many people start a family, but they cannot finish. They, 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 they uh, lose out on the finishing glory. Because the challenges of family life causes them to abort the finishing glory. They don't know what God has in store. You know? And so, some of you, you've been rejected. Some of you, you know, Maybe, maybe, maybe your spouse walked out on you. Or maybe things got so hard and things didn't work out. You have another opportunity. Hallelujah. Our God is a God of the second chance. You have an opportunity to start again. But this time, with the finishing glory inside. Who for the joy set before him endured. Endured to the so our God is a God that always finishes what he starts. And I'll tell you something. What I'm sharing with you, this is what has kept me going. This is what has kept me going. I've faced, we have faced a lot of challenges. We have faced a lot of challenges. But sometimes, you know, it's like you don't know what to do. You can't even take the next step. So guess what? Just stand. Having done all to stand, stand. <laughs> so you've done everything you can do. You don't know what to do. Just stand. Just stand. You know, you're running the marathon and it's like you've lost you out of everything. Just stand for a while. After that, continue. It's a marathon. It's not a hundred meters dash. So the fact that you stand does not mean you are out. Are you getting my point? You stand, you regain your balance. Hallelujah. I'm regaining my balance, but I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. Yeah. That's how the Christian life is. That's how our walk with God should be. That's how, that's how. If, let me tell you, everything, it doesn't matter what it is. God is so good at giving you some great visions. It's like for the Israelites, he says, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. Hey, can you imagine the imagination? 
Ooh, wow. Rivers of milk. Hey, rivers of honey. A land flowing with milk and honey. And God said, that's where I'm taking you to. What's, what was he doing? He's trying to give them motivation. That is what is known as incentive motivation. Okay? So that now, uh, and he doesn't tell them about the wilderness. He doesn't tell them about the wilderness. He doesn't tell them about the hunger. He doesn't tell them about the lack of meat, the craving for meat and for bride. You know, he doesn't tell them that it's, they're not, they're not going to have that anymore. He doesn't tell them. You know, the homesickness and all of that. He doesn't tell them. He doesn't tell them all of that. Huh? Yeah. He doesn't tell them. He just says, you know, a land flowing with milk and honey. Well, what's he trying to do? He's trying to, he's trying to give them a picture of the finishing glory. You see, that's what he's trying to do. And then, so they get out. Oh, yeah, you know, they get to the Red Sea. And of course, we know the drama that unfolded there. <laughs> the drama that unfolded. Eventually, the sea parted. First time in history for them to see, you know, such a thing. Where a whole nation walks through the sea on dry ground. And then after that, Pharaoh comes and then he gets drowned with his men. And what happens? <laughs> Immediately after that, Miriam, the musician, the prophetess, the psalmist, composed a song. Huh? And began to sing. Began to sing. Oh, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horseman and the rider, he has thrown into the sea. Oh, wow. Celebration, jubilation, thanksgiving, testimony time. God has done it. But the journey is not over. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. You have not reached the finishing line. That's not the finishing glory. You just won one battle. There are many more. There are many more. Hallelujah. So, what happens? After some time, after some days, you know, they're having withdrawal symptoms, no meat. It's like, what is this? Moses. Some of them are having withdrawal symptoms from uh, their onions and garlic, you know, and, and so on. It's like, what kind of a diet is this? But God says there's a land flowing with milk and honey. Why would he do that? He's trying to inspire them. He's trying to keep them motivated. He's trying to incentivize them. But unfortunately, we know the story. They ended up dying in the wilderness and didn't get in there. Even Moses, who took them out, didn't experience the finishing glory. Isn't that sad. So it doesn't matter how your beginning was. For Moses, his beginning was with the burning bush. <laughs> but he didn't enter the land. The best God could do to console him is them. Climb the mountain. That is it. Look at it. But you won't get in. Joshua will do it. So what am I saying? God, who has begun a good work in you, will be faithful to complete it. 
don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. I don't know how many challenges you have faced this year. I don't know how many things have discouraged you this year. I don't know how many times you've dropped the ball this year. Pick it up again. Are you following me? Yeah, pick it up again. God has not finished. He has not finished. If you've lost sight of the finishing glory, ask him to show you the finishing glory. See the end. Have the end in view. Keep that vision of the end. Because he will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God. Job says, although the beginning, your beginning be small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Who had despised the days of little beginnings? You started small. I have news for you. Even God started small with humanity. Just a couple. Now look at over 7 billion people. Hasn't there been a great increase? <laughs> From two people. Now 7 billion people. And still counting. That's my God. That's my God. So I don't care how small it is. This generation has the habit of ignoring and despising small things. Despising small beginnings. Despising little beginnings. And that's why they get deceived because the enemy took Jesus on a, you know, right on top and showed him the glories of all the world to the end. The Bible says. In other words, Satan showed Jesus our age and even the ages to come. All of this that was destined for Adam. That Adam gave to me. I will give to you. Even the, 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 the four IRH. He said, I'll give you. All of this. What was he trying to do? He was trying to distract Jesus. To take him off the path that God had ordained for him. But guess what? Jesus did not. Allow that to distract him. Unfortunately, I wish I could say every child of God is as smart as Jesus. Unfortunately, some of God's children have been distracted. They saw the glory. Oh, wow. Let me have that. But they don't realize that that is not the finishing glory. Because even what Jesus was shown by Satan is below what the Father had for Jesus. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So, what am I saying? Don't be discouraged. How many people have had a rough time? It's, I mean, let's, let's just say, this year, it's, let me be honest, and say, it was quite rough. I'm still standing, but it was rough. Come on, wave your hand, let me see. It was rough, but I'm still standing. Yeah, that's okay. You know, give yourselves a hand. Amen. Yeah. God never said that it won't be tough. 
He never said that you won't face challenges. But he said, I'll be with you. I'll never leave nor forsake you. Your friends might forsake you, but he never forsakes you. Your friends might feel you are no longer as cool as you used to be at the beginning. It's okay not to be as cool as you were at the beginning. Because the finishing glory is cooler than the beginning glory. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, as God's people, if we will allow these principles to be established in us and to become the core of our being, doesn't matter what it is, when I start, I will finish. Doesn't matter how long it takes, I will finish. Now, that's a God attitude. Can, can you imagine God put man in the garden and, you know, blessed man and gave him so much power? And yet, Satan came, deceived Eve, Adam disobeyed, they went astray. God still didn't give up, He still had the finishing glory in mind. And what does He do? The seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. You bruise his heel. It will give him some, you know, discomfort. But he is coming for your head. He's coming for your head. And God, you know, he'll raise one prophet after another, prophesying, declaring everything. God was working. For centuries. You know. 4,000 years. Working. Working. He didn't finish yet. Until. The fullness of time. Then Jesus was conceived. And Jesus was born. And the devil had no clue. Of what God was doing. But guess what. At the end of the day. You and I today can be partakers of God's divine nature. You and I today can say, as he is, so am I in this world. You and I today have access to heaven. You and I today have access to the Holy Spirit. You and I today have access to the power of God. You and I today can tell the devil, shut up in the name of Jesus. You and I today can cast out demons. Why? Because of the finishing glory. The finishing glory. There's a glory before you. There's a glory you need to finish this year with. And I want you to have faith in that. Let me close by reading this scripture. Look at this in Revelation 22. Revelation 22. I read verse 12. It says, And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. Right? He's coming quickly. Remember, from the beginning he was rebuking the ch seven churches and all of that. Now he's finishing the vision, the revelation, and he says, I am coming quickly. Why? This is like the end. Huh? The end. Things are about to, to wind up. He says in verse 13, come on, can you see it? Let's read it together. Verse 13, 1 to 3. I am the Alpha and the Omega, 
the beginning and the end. The first and the last. Now, can you imagine? Look at this. God actually assumed he has an identity as the Alpha. In other words, the beginning. And then he has an identity as the finisher, the end. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Hallelujah. The start and the finish. The author and the finisher of our faith. So many people don't know him as the finisher. They know him as a savior, but they don't know him as a finisher of what he has started. If he has started with you, with your salvation, he is finishing it. If you stay on track, stay in the race. Come on, touch someone. Say, stay in the race. No matter what, don't stop. Don't quit. Stay in the race because there's a finishing glory that awaits you. The Alpha and the Omega is at work. He's going to finish it. Hmm? He's going to finish it. There's a song we should sing. He who began a good work in you. He who began a good work in you. Will be faithful to complete it. He'll be faithful to complete it. He who started the work will be faithful to complete it in you. Amen. He who started with you this year is going to finish with you this year. What God has started in your life, he will conclude it himself. The finishing glory, that's when the crown is placed on the king. The crown is not the first thing the king wears. Is the last thing he wears. Hallelujah. When the, when the king is dressing up, he doesn't start by wearing a crown. He wears other things first. The last thing that he puts on his head is the crown. That's the finishing glory. Hallelujah. May the Lord crown your year with goodness. May the Lord crown this year for you. May the Lord crown what he has begun for you in the name of Jesus. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you just begin to bless the Lord? Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him for the glory, the finishing glory. What he has started, he will complete. He will complete. He'll be faithful to complete what he has begun. What he has begun in your family. What he has begun in your, in, 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 in your relationship. What he has begun in your marriage. What he has begun in your children. What he has begun in your home. What he has begun in your studies. What he has begun in your career. What he has begun in your business. I'm telling you, he will be faithful to complete it. He'll be faithful to complete it. He'll be faithful to complete it. My Lord and my God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Why don't you thank him? 
for the finishing glory. Thank him for the finishing glory. He's going to crown you. At the end of everything, you are going to be crowned. Yes. You're going to be crowned at the end of it. Yes. And for you who is watching on TV, I want you to trust God for the finishing glory. That what he has begun in you, he will complete. He will finish what he has started with you. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Hold on. The Lord hasn't finished with you. He's still at work. He's still at work. It might be looking rough. It might be looking tough. It might be looking impossible. Hold on to the very end. Hold on to the very end. And he's going to crown you with the finishing glory. Concerning your calling, he will finish what he has begun. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We glorify you. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you say this after me? Say, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your word that has come to me. I receive your word. Thank you for the finishing glory. I receive the patience, the capacity, the strength to endure to the end. I receive the finishing anointing. Let it rest upon my life. Let it rest upon my life. Everything I dropped, I'm going to pick up again. And I will finish what I have begun. Because I have your nature. I have your DNA in me. I will finish whatever I begin. I receive grace. I receive grace. I receive strength. I receive strength. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Help me not to be distracted. Help me not to be distracted. Help me not to. Quit the race. Help me not to quit the race. I want to run to the end. I want to run to the end. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know that the race is not to the swift. Yes, Lord. So it's not how quick you are. Don't compare other people's speed to your speed. Just stay on the race. Keep moving. You will get to the end. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate the word of God. God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.